you're listening to I Just Really Don't Care by Wendell, where we cover everything problematic, unfiltered, and controversial. Today, I'm joined by Ollie, and together we talk about how much we hate parents and children. No, I'm just kidding, but we don't have a lot of good things to say about them. Um, it's just us expressing our opinion, so don't cancel us. Uh, yeah, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. <laughs> and I just really don't care. <coughs> Hi, Ollie. Hello. How's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. How was your thing that you had to do? <laughs> um, it went all right. Um, just a little bit of moving stuff around and getting furniture that I don't want back. So, time to just—I just got to get rid of that again. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've um, it's—it's right. it's kind of my fault. I've—he's had—he's been holding on to my furniture for so long ever since I moved out of the apartment with him. Yeah. So he was giving you your furniture back. Is that the situation? Yeah, he had like a bed frame of mine, a desk, um, yeah, that kind of stuff, and like a few other little things, and it was just uh, just cluttering up his space, you know. Yeah, do you even have do you have space for it? Do you have a um, you already have a bed frame? Yeah, yeah, I've got a little. I've got a little bit of space. It's just like tucked away now. Um, I put a bit of it in my car. It was all packed down and everything. It wasn't like a full desk. It was like um. Um, yeah. it was all broken down, Taking so I've just, yeah. yeah, stuffed it into my car. Yeah. Cool. So you're drinking some nice whiskey. I am, an Love Australian whiskey, an Australian whiskey, Star Ward. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've heard of Star Ward. Isn't that like St. Ali? Um, they did a collaboration with St. Ali. So, um, they used to do like, I think they used to do packs. So like coffee and whiskey. Um, uh, Star Ward okay. have been doing just incredible amounts of collaborations with everything especially through all the pandemic and everything they teamed up with a lot of restaurants to kind of put together packages and deals and all this and that so they're a very active distillery yeah oh, that's yeah. good just very fyi to anyone who's yeah <laughs> it sounds like you're very into it <laughs> fyi to any listeners we are not sponsored by star ward <laughs> i'm just a very big fan so what brings you to the podcast today? Um, I just really wanted to talk to you a bit more, Wendell. We have great conversations, so... Yeah, we do. I always tell, like, I always say to um, Ollie, because Ollie and I work together, just FYI as well, another FYI, um, just banter behind the machine, and I sometimes, or like a lot of the time, I wish we had a microphone while we were working, because we have really great chats about... Anything we could possibly think of. <laughs> I mean, I, we should do something like that. Barista sessions while we're in lockdown or, so, or something along those lines, you know? Yeah. I just don't know how it would happen when we're getting slammed. <laughs> getting our, getting yeah. our asses handed to us. Yeah, that would be the part where we turn the mic off when all the, um, when all the drama starts. <laughs> yeah, when the anxiety's through the roof, like today. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm already trying to repress that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know. Look, we've moved on, we survived, and here we are in, in a much better place than we were. Lockdown doesn't keep the customers yeah. away, so we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in the podcast today, I really wanted to get into and deep dive into the topic of parenting. 
and children in general. Um, I feel like you and I, it's something we, we're not, we're not parents ourselves, but we deal with a lot just in our line of work, you know, at the cafe, we, um, have a lot of moms and dads and children running around, running about. And I feel like we both have a lot to say about the impact of such behavior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see it firsthand. I mean, if, like, even when we're doing table service and everything like that, you can find yourself being the, uh, the second-hand nanny in a lot of situations. And I, I, that's not what I signed up for, you know. That was not no. the job description, to take care of people's children like i'll take care of them to an extent where i won't spill the coffee purposefully all over your child but i'm not gonna look after them you know like i'm that's where your duty of care ends yeah that's that's definitely where it ends i mean it's not my job to stop to stop the children from smearing avocado across the table while the parents scroll through their Instagram feed. But unfortunately, it becomes my job to clean it up. So yeah. I think uh, I've yeah been getting a lot of uh, first-hand tastes of uh, very poor discipline. Yeah. I am... It's... Um, what am I saying? I've lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yes. I... A lot of the time I get the feeling that like parents come to cafes or go out to eat or whatever to take a break from their children in a way. Like like you said, like some parents expect us to, to kind of become a secondhand nanny. Yeah. And that's just not, that's not the situation. And I don't know about you, but that's not how I grew up. Like when I go out into public places, my. like my parents were very strict and had expectations of good behavior from me i guess yeah and i don't know i feel like that's kind of lost in a lot of a lot of certain families. well i think like i think um it's like obviously i think our parents are probably very much the same way like this it's a reflection upon the parents isn't it like the um you know you can take a step back and put it all on the waiter or the person that's having to deal with your children or whatever but in the at the end of the day it's a it's a reflection of how you take care of your children and the lessons that you're instilling in them because it honestly becomes the person they're going to be obviously um yeah it's like to me if they act like this in public i can only imagine how they allow them to act in their own homes yeah out of the public eye yeah no, I um, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, again, it's one of those things where I I can't pretend to um, can't to pretend to have some massive insight into parenting because I am not a parent, but I have been parented in my life. Yeah. So you yeah. know, and obviously, I could I could list off shortcomings and the things that they did right, the things that they did wrong. But at the end of the day, I guess it's people trying to do the best they can, but it still is up to you to put the effort in. Yeah, and I think that's where where I kind of where I kind of draw my line. Like it's pretty clear when parents have, you know, children who are quite difficult or where they're in a situation. Maybe it's like a single parent with four or five children running around them and they're clearly stressed out and they they're clearly trying their best in the situation, but mm. they just need a hand. That's a different situation. I'll be more than happy to help them out. Like if a, a child's running this way and that way, and they only have so many hands, like I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give, 
I'll give them a hand. But when it's pretty obvious that the parent doesn't care, that's where I'm just like, okay, that's not fair on us. That's where that care factor comes in, though, isn't it? It's, you know, they, they honestly care enough to try, so you'll help. And I think that's that's the difference between people like me and you. We're very uh, action-kind-of-based people. We, you know, if you do the right thing, then we will we're, we're reward you, sorry, with, you know, well, reward you, sorry, that's a really weird way to phrase that. Um, you know, kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put that back out there. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was yeah. really strange phrasing, but yeah, you know. Um, which I guess kind of brings you to corporal punishment how do you how do you discipline a child these days is it is yeah. that the right thing to do well, yeah i feel like corporal punishment it's kind of lost its its prominence in the world like just with people bringing about topics of, of child abuse and and things like that and i just want to make it clear i don't think it's the same thing like corporal punishment it's different to, I guess, you know, spank your child or something like that compared to yeah. actually beating them. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, it's a pretty unsavory conversation to have where you start trying to figure out where you draw that line. Like, is it is it abuse mm. when you leave a mark? Or is it abuse, is it abuse just by doing it in general? Like, And, and I guess, you know, you're going to... Every second person would have a different opinion on this kind of thing, but... You know, there's, um, mm. I think my mindset is kind of, I don't know. I started off being very against it. Um, yeah. I was never, I, I was never, um, hit as a child. I was hit once and I remember it vividly because I wasn't hit. And, you know, there was one time where I remember, I can't remember the situation, but I was just being an absolute nightmare. And, um, yeah. I think I was breaking stuff. I was having a tantrum doing this and that. And I got hit and it just, it stuck with me. And, um, and I think yeah. because of the, the way that I was parented, I was always against it, um, against it in terms of, yeah, yeah, using it as a practice to discipline. But I don't know, these days I can kind of see the merit behind it, especially because that really stuck with me as a kid. So you can see the kind of. Yeah, the effect it actually release. has, like, yeah, positive anyway, in terms of how it influences you as an adult now. Yeah. Um, and like, it, I think it goes down to psychology and how obviously negative reinforcement, oh, is it? No, positive reinforcement. No, negative reinforcement, which is like a negative consequence of something would lead, would help lead to a certain behavior. I don't know if you studied psychology. Did you ever touch on it mm, a bit? No, I never studied it. No. So, yeah, well, I, I, I did two years of it in my last two years of high school I studied psychology and um I really should have looked this up before we started this podcast <laughs> but it's it's like um in, in terms of conditioning and how certain behaviors lead to the to a certain outcome um obviously there's positive reinforcement where you give you give something to the subject to influence them to lead to a certain outcome. So like maybe you give them a reward so that they can become a, you know, well-behaved in terms of children. Yeah. Um, whereas negative reinforcement takes something away. I think that makes that's sense. A, I think that was the theory. Like they take away the, you know, their privileges, um, 
they take away, you know, their television time or something like that to lead them to become well-behaved. Yeah. I think in this case, it kind of, I don't know what they're taking away. Taking away, if you're in terms of corporal punishment, are they taking away comfort? <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I, I think there's a big... And I think obviously it depends on how much the the parents themselves practice it, but I think there's probably a lot to do with a lot to do with shame and embarrassment in yeah. those situations as well. And I think that can be, you know, if it's overused, overdone, depending on whether they do it publicly or privately or that kind of thing. Like, um, you know, I think it starts I could, to lose its effect. Yeah, and you know, and what kind of lasting impressions in like a child's mind that can leave could be, I suppose, dangerous in some ways or. It, yeah, I don't know. It's all very subjective because uh, you know people could come out of that situation and go, "Well, I really learned right, right from wrong. I'm going to be a good person." Other people come out of it feeling, you know, that kind of embarrassment or shame from being hit as 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 a child or that kind of thing. Mm. Um, well, I was uh, a I was a a really problematic child. Like I was the only one that my parents ever hit, and they hit really? me all the time. <laughs> yes, really. Wow. I just had so many tantrums. Like, up until maybe I was, I don't know, I was probably 10. Like, I was pretty late until I finally stopped throwing tantrums, I guess. Um, and I think I was 10. Like, I was probably 10 years old when the last time I, my dad, you know, spanked me. And they, they yeah. never did anything, like, too hard or anything. Like, it didn't leave any marks or any bruises or it wasn't extremely painful but i think just the act itself usually it was usually just like a, a firm pat on the buttocks for the yeah. most part like it wasn't painful but i think it was more just the idea of it and like the act of punishing me physically kind of yeah like it's shocking isn't it yeah i think that yeah. kind of ties into your idea of like shame Relating shame to the negative behavior, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I think my my mindset around it changed a little bit. Like I um. I feel like it sounds really harsh, but you know, just seeing some of the way these these children act and everything like that. But I guess you have to want to enforce it. These children don't. I mean, these parents they don't seem to want to enforce that kind of behavior. So. You know, to bring it back kind of full circle in terms of like, do those with a child that can get away with literally anything in their household benefit from that kind of harsh um, repercussions for their action? You know, is I guess you have to want that outcome as a parent for them to feel that way um, yeah. about what they've done. And there's those people, they don't really show that. They don't really show that, that they care in that way, I suppose. Um, no. And it's just like, are you even parenting at this point? Yeah. I mean, are you honestly, doing your job? I mean, honestly, like, and, you know, you kind of, you meet those people later in life. And uh, again, not to sound too judgmental or like put a broad blanket over this kind of thing, but you meet those kind of people that get away with murder from a very early age. And you mm. can tell. You, you can yeah. tell. Like, people that don't have to deal with that adversity of any kind of consequence from their actions. Um and I think it's definitely kind of prevalent where we work yeah. in the it's, area. It's because they were never <laughs> held accountable. Yeah, it was they, they were never held accountable for 
any wrongdoings that they did as a kid. So it kind of leads on to bigger, bigger problematic negative behavior like murder. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny you say that. I um, I I, sp- I talked to my partner about this a while ago. My partner Steph, um, mm. and she was saying a bit about like, you know, how a lot of these, and this is where, this is where her mindset changed about it too. Cause we were on opposite ends of the fence. I used to be against it. She used to be for it. And now it's kind of switched. I'm not saying I'm de- gen- genuinely for it. I think it's very situational, but, um, yeah. Um, we started, um, she started saying she listens to a lot of the, um, like the crime podcasts. She reads the crime books. She loves the, um, the serial killer stories, all that kind of thing. She says a lot, there's a lot of that kind of thing in obviously a lot more escalated from like your kind of version, like a tap on the, on the bum kind of thing. It's more like a, you know, these people were like, you know, really hit. They were thrown in rooms. They were like chained up to things and this and that, but their version of yeah. corporal punishment, it's, it seems to be like, she said it was more of like a running trend through these people when they, when they kind of release their biographies or you find out about their um past and everything. It's pretty much a staple in all of those people's pasts, oh, wow. but obviously yeah. on a much, a much escalated level. Yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah. Like these were like, this is like beyond corporal punishment. This is full on child abuse. Yeah, <laughs> and again, and then again, you bring it right. You bring it back around. It's like, where, like, what do you define it as? What does the law define it as? Actually, again, another thing I should have looked up before um, starting this podcast. Yeah. Actually, How, yeah, I actually don't know what Australia's stance is on corporal punishment. Hold on, let me search mm. it up. Or if the yeah, I. Yeah, I, again, I've heard it justified in different ways. You know, people being like, yeah, it's it's when you, it's abuse when you leave a mark or if or if the person cries and this and that. I've heard it justified or kind of done in different ways, but. All right, I've got the Australian Government Institute, Australian Institute of Family Studies. Corporal okay. punishment is defined as the use of physical force towards a child for the purpose of control and or correction. It is disciplinary technique applied to the body with the intention of causing some degree of pain or discomfort, however light. Okay, however light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also known as physical punishment, smacking, spanking, belting, or hitting. See, I wouldn't belt. I No. Something about belting it. just seems very, like, definitely leaning more towards that extreme side of corporal punishment. I just got a flashback um, to, um, what, what, what film is it? Is it Matilda or something? One of those old films where they use a... Where a she was... I don't know if she was... I remember in Matilda, they sh- they you were, you were put into the um, the slammer or something. You know that... Yeah. Some that sort we... of weird coffin with nails in it. That's terrifying. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just got completely that, thrown back into that. Yeah. yeah. Does it say anything on the side about whether whether it's whether they allow it or what is is it legal? Uh... Okay, historically, all Australian states and territories had some form of policy or legislation that allowed for reasonable chastisement by a parent or person in place of a parent. Um... Hmm. Corporal punishment has been the subject of substantive substantive review. So I guess it's, yeah, it's very wishy-washy. Yeah, I don't like how broad that is. Yeah, like you said, 
yeah, it's it's, it's quite situational. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess it yeah, it comes back to that thing of being like you'd have to be. I guess if you were looking at the situation, you'd have to be the person looking at the situation to figure out whether it was abuse and how it was used and this and that. But yeah, in Victoria, yeah. it says that. Um, allows parents to administer corporal punishment as long as it's neither unreasonable nor excessive, which is like common sense. Yeah. Again, Uh, it just feels like another blanket statement, you know? Yeah. It's like the punishment must fit the crime. I don't know. It's a bit, yeah. Personally, I think I would use it as a last resort. Like I was watching Desperate Housewives the other day. And um, one of the one of the housewives was totally against corporal punishment, where the other one was all for it. And yeah, it was interesting to see them, because like the one who was all for it actually disciplined the other other woman's child, like children. She was appalled mm. that that she had hit her ch- children. I think that's a different situation. I don't think I would, even if I was for corporal punishment. I think the idea no. of someone else disciplining the child of my child would be unacceptable yeah i don't i don't obviously don't have children or anything like that but even even the thought of that makes me feel protective of my child like i wouldn't i would never let anybody lay a hand on my child or no like i'll do it myself but don't you dare do it to them (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean like i said i'm not even a parent like that that rubs me the wrong way so (laughs) yeah well (laughs) So at the end of the day, my stance is I will try reason with them, talk to my child, explain it to them. But if all else fails, I would, I'm not against trying corporal punishment. Yeah, I think that's where I stand on it too, because I've initially come from just a hard no and being like, obviously... I like to think that I may uh, that I didn't grow up so badly. Um, of course, <laughs> subject to other people's judgment, but um, you know, I like to think that I haven't turned out too bad. So you know, and I obviously wasn't um, that wasn't really practiced on me. So I think, yeah, in the right situations, like if I don't know, would would public would the public aspect of that play into it for you as well? Like, would you would whether it be in front of people, say they're you know in our cafe running around flipping tables over and everything and like would you? Oh God, no! Do like, that in that situation. As it is, no. I. I it's like it's a private situation. I yeah, and me. I think I would I'd never. Hundred percent. If I were, even that. if I were for corporal punishment, yeah, like I just wouldn't hit my child or spank them in public. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, is it triggering for other people? It's just a bad situation all over. Yeah, just, there's a lot of play in that situation. Yeah, I don't, don't. I just don't know if the pros would outweigh the cons of that situation. I would wait. And, till I, th- and I think about when I've seen it in. I think about when I've seen it in public as well. Like no matter what the situation it is, it always comes across as like a bit of a shocking moment to me as well. Like you know, yeah. you see as someone hit their child, I'm like, I want to. I just want to get away from it. Yeah, it's like execution. And I was like, public execution is different to just general execution. It's a whole, yeah, including. But- other people who aren't involved in the situation, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like a violation of their privacy, like, as, in, as in like the onlookers, like the public and the strangers around you, it's kind of a violation of their right to want to see that. 
Yeah, yeah. I suppose that that's a, yeah, that's a really interesting way to put it. You're subjecting others to that, as opposed to like looking at it from. I mean, obviously, this is a massive part of it too. Looking at it from the child's perspective of you know the shame and embarrassment of doing it and what kind of mental scars that that could leave. But yeah, you are subjecting you are subjecting other people to what is essentially an act of violence. Yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Before we continue on with the podcast, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our not really a sponsor, and that is Uber Eats. With stage four restrictions in play here in Victoria, it's that much harder to go out and enjoy your favorite meal from your local restaurant. And so, with Uber Eats, you can, you know, have the food in the comfort of your own home. And if this is your first time using Uber Eats, well, I've got some good news for you. You can get $10 off your first order with my code that was specifically given to me for this podcast, quotation marks, and that is Eats Wendell B31UE, and that is Eats E-A-T-S-E-A, Eats E-A-T-S hyphen Wendell B. 31 UE to get $10 your first order. Thank you, Uber Eats, for not sponsoring this podcast. Now back to the stuff. But not that this would ever be, you know, a deal. I don't think I would have children. <laughs> None? <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I've always, I just don't, for, well, first of all, I just, I have too many problems of my own at this yeah. present moment to kind of have to take care of a whole other human being and second of all um there's just too many people in the world (laughs) yeah that's a discussion i mean that's a discussion me and you know me and my partner have all the time as well is is whether we would want to have our own children um or adopt and i think you know a lot of the time we lean towards adoption because it's just it's a good thing to do um but yeah, that's another one of those things, like, the um, opinion on that kind of thing changes with the days, I guess. Yeah, like, this is saying where I am in my life right now. Who knows what I'll say in five years. I might be all about children. Uh, what? I've been taking on the responsibility <laughs> of having a cat. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I yeah. took on the responsibility of having a cat recently, and that was... um. A big learning curve for me so you know the, the whole idea of having a, a child another another human being on this planet relying on me for for food lessons learning i mean i also don't think that i'm a you know that i'm in any place to teach anybody any lessons about anything really so you'll learn a child yeah. so you know the, i do have that thing in my mind where i'm like you know me and my partner we say we do want children eventually but um yeah it, scares, it still scares the hell out of me. It's still one of those conversations yeah. that, you know, makes the heart rate increase and the hands tingle, so. It is well in the, into the future. <laughs> I am still mm. a child. I'm oh, already God. Oh. Children. oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just way too scarred by seeing other parents just parent poorly. And I just hate to subject that to other people. Like, if I... Yeah. I could... I could end up being a really bad parent regardless of how hard I try so yeah and then you know the, I, you know people put it like parents are just essentially who you are but and trying their best you know like 
and I think that's something that kind of like sticks with me in terms of thinking about my parents and everything. You grow up with this sense of these people know exactly what they're doing. They know everything. I go to them for my lessons, for my, for my food, for my, you know, they keep a house over my head. They know everything. They're great at this and that. And then eventually you hit an age where you realize that they are just kind of, they're just like you. They're just kind of figuring out as they go, making mistakes, doing things, <laughs> you know, just hope those mistakes don't come at the expense of your, uh, of your own kind of mental state as a child. Yeah. And it, it really breaks your, like your state of innocence as a child. When you do realize that your parents don't know everything, like they're not these super, super people. Yeah. As you had thought growing up. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm not looking forward to being those confused parents at some point in my life. And, it's one of those things I do assume will be on the cards for me eventually in life, though. To kind of preference that, I do think it will be, like, I've got it in my mind that I will be a parent one day. Yeah, and I think that comes from, like, you know, I've, as a, from a young age, I was moved overseas from, you know, with my parents and everything as well, but just my parents and me, mum and dad. And I kind of grew up very lonely, so I grew very, I grew very attached to my parents. So I think mm. there's a part of me that's always, like, I would like, I'd like my own family unit to feel as close as we did for a while i mean obviously we had our own kind of inner family turmoils at a lot of things as lots of ongoing issues but that's family and you know but we we are a fairly tight unit and i think that's kind of a goal that i have for myself in life that's nice it's like you you want someone else to feel the way you feel about your family and your parents essentially yeah i'm i'm very much you know i'm a I'm a mummy's boy. I'm a, you know, I love my parents. I, I like to get down there. Like, you know, my, you know, my parents live uh, almost an hour's drive away and I still try and get down there. Well, when we're not in lockdown, try and get down there, you know, once a week, once every second week kind of thing. So I'm very attached to my family. So, but like I said, we were a very small unit, you know, moving around and everything. So I think that kind of formed a good bond between us. How do you feel about, um, what's it called? The pram parking spots pram parking spots mm -hmm. parking spots that are much larger but for prams and they're a lot closer to uh to you know the shopping store you know how like there's disabled parking but there's also pram parking uh yeah i feel like i haven't seen that too much but um i do yeah no i do know what you're talking about um i I mean, how much of how much of a necessity is a pram? You know, is, is it the kind of thing that you can't get your child through a shop without a pram? Like, and this is something I'm trying to understand now because it seems like something that could be put to better use. There are probably other people with different needs that could use those spots, kind of thing. Like, um, yeah, more safety parkings. Yeah, exactly. That you know, it seems like a better use for that. Like, if you choose to take your child out in a pram, then it's kind of your responsibility and your problem to deal with that. Um, but then again, I, I I'm not a parent, and I don't really know anything about you know using a pram. So I don't know how necessary they are. I mean, if it's one of those things that you literally can't take your child out without having a pram, then I guess it's more necessary than I would probably deem it. But you know, it's kind of like. 
people that kick up a big fuss about having a pram when they come into, you know, to relate it back to us when they come into a cafe and they kind of make a big fuss about being able to get through the door and it being maneuverable and stuff in there and where can we put our pram and this and that and they really make it your problem. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, I well, just... don't bring a pram in if it's that if it's that much of a problem for everyone. Honestly, I think it's like I've worked so... Um... I spent so much time working in, you know, the wealthier suburbs in, in Melbourne, such as Malvern, Armadale, Tourette kind of area. And I'm just so heavily scarred by, I guess, these kind of parents and these kind of families, just because they are so entitled. And it's, they, I don't know, I just, a lot of the time, I feel like a lot of people think they're suddenly all high and mighty just because they shut out some babies or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like people expect us to bow down to them because they're just like, I'm a parent. You should treat me better. And I'm just like, no one forced you to like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I could have put that any better. Yeah. It is just very kind of like, Oh, I'm putting in so much hard work because I'm a parent and this and that. It's like, well, you know, it's not my kid, not my problem. Yeah. And like a lot of the time people are like, I remember one time this lady was um, in the car, she called up ahead asking to order coffee, which people do. I'm just like, yeah, not a problem. And then she's just like, hey, I'm outside. My baby's in the car and I'm parked in a, in a no stopping zone. Can you run out the coffee for me? And I'm just like, how is that suddenly my problem? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I think, was I there that day? That sounds really familiar to me. Or something along those lines. Like somebody was, you know, like pre-ordering their coffee because they're like, I've got a car full of children and I can't come in. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll leave it on the table outside for you so you can get it easily. But we're not a drive through That's... <laughs> no. First of all, coffee isn't a necessity. Like people go without coffee all the time. I'm sure you could go without it. <laughs> just as I can go without running your coffee out to your car to you. Yeah, I um, again, it'd be so interesting to like look back on this conversation and kind of um, you know, maybe in a few like if I if you know if I was to have a kid and everything in the future, like to kind of hear my my change yes. of like change like see if it changes my mind. Sorry, um, because it could yeah, I, I could turn around and be like I'm high and mighty. We're speaking from a position of. A place where we don't have children, obviously. And I think that really skews our opinions and our biases towards parenting and families and children. But we have enough exposure to it. Like, I think that's like a big thing about this as well. It's like we have enough exposure to other people's parenting styles. That I think there is a lot that we take away from those situations because we're either subject to people's bad parenting or we get to enjoy people's good parenting, you know? So mm. I love it when I see good parents. It's just like, yes, yeah. hope renewed in, in humanity. Yeah. Like we have a customer that comes in and like probably first thing in the morning, he's, he's the first customer that comes in a lot of the time with his daughter, you know, gets the um, espressos and yeah. Mont black and everything. And, and you know, I, I, I love his his relationship that he has with his kid. She's, she listens to him, but she he also gives her like freedoms and this and that. And, you know, that's, that's a genuinely wholesome thing to experience or like, you know, to be around. It's, you know... Um, and then, yeah, when you kind of deal with the bad parents, it's just an absolute nightmare. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like going back to like when you mentioned, um, people who come into the cafe with their prams or their, their double prams, um, 
even when, when we were doing dine-ins and they just take up so much space and it just baffles me that don't they see how how selfish that is i guess a hundred percent and and yeah they, they don't even make an effort to kind of put it aside i know there are some prams where you can even fold it and they don't even do that you get those big big prams with like you know the german engineered cup holders and the the big tires and you know the off-road tires and this and that and they come and park them in the middle of the cafe suddenly you know you're working with half the amount of space that you had before to move around and get to tables you know yeah. the kids aren't even using these prams either like you know they they get in there they put the pram up and then they take the kids straight out of the prams into the yeah. chairs and it just sits there and takes up space and you go well that probably could have been left in the car hey yeah, or just left outside. We're not in a neighborhood where they're probably going to get taken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean bring, a, bring a bike chain, you know, just that little bit of extra kind of thought into the process then. Oh. Uh, speaking of, uh, do you know what else really irks me? When people with dogs want to order a coffee and they expect you to go out to them and, yeah. and just be, you know, serve them outside the entire time i'm just like can't you see that other people are tying up their dogs to order inside what yeah. makes you so special it's same kind of thing isn't it it's people kind of putting like thinking okay i i have this thing therefore i have a problem therefore people must help me because they're here to help <laughs> like it's a very uh yeah it's a awful way to be i never finished my um my thing about pram so like with the pram parking spots right I just, like you said, I feel like there are better better uses for it, but obviously I don't know just how necessary prams are. But I'm, it's like, can I just, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing for me because, <laughs> like, what, what if I bought a pram and kept it in the car just so that I can use that parking spot? Is that terrible? <laughs> <laughs> well do you i mean if it's a pram parking spot do you even need to have a pram in the car to use it then because you know the assumption is you pull up you take the pram out you're in the shop if anybody was to come and look because it's a pram parking spot you wouldn't have the pram in the car i know Could you not just park there and just and just kind of just keep an eye out for any ticketers and then just hop back in your car <laughs> and also what's the point of the pram parking spot where is the pram where are you putting it is it like don't you just open up the boot, take out the pram? But why do you need a bigger space for that? Like, how are you parking that you can't open up your boot and yeah. get a pram out? Actually, I wonder if, I wonder if you'll get in trouble. You know, you see those people that push dogs around in prams and everything? I wonder if you could do that yeah. with, a, with, a, with a dog pram. Or I, I don't even think they're specifically dog prams. They're just prams that people put dogs in. Just like, I wonder prams. if you just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I just decide to take... I mean, I don't have a dog, but if I just decided to take my cat out with a pram one day, could I use one of those mm. spots? <laughs> I just don't get it. And I feel like it just really enforces this level of entitlement that people feel because they shot out babies. Like, oh, yeah. I have a baby. I get to park closer to the store now and get my own parking spot. Like, no one forced you to have the baby. Like, people with disabilities, sure, that makes sense. But no one forced them to break a leg. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, look at me. I am... Um... Oh, sorry. Just going to shift around here. Um... Yeah, I don't think they're necessary at all. But now that now that we've kind of talked about it a little bit and kind of 
gotten our opinions out on the table. I think, yeah, I, I think they're completely unnecessary. And I, I think it definitely plays into that entitlement where it's like, look at society manipulate itself around me because I chose to do something. Ugh, I don't know. Every time I deal with like a terrible parent, I'm just like, why are you, why do you have children? Yeah. God, and especially when you get those people that don't seem to, um, well, you meet the terrible parents with, you know, two or more children as well. <laughs> You're like, why? You seem to be having trouble with the ones. Like, why did you choose to have five? <laughs> I think there's a lot of, um, like, especially in our area, with the money, the money that in our area and everything as well, because we work in quite a high um, socioeconomic like, status area. Um, I think, like, there's a lot of kind of complacency on the part of thinking those things through you meet a lot of people that are like very much homemakers they got the money they got the place they got the space they very much become these homemakers that have kid after kid or you know they choose to have a big brood and you kind of like that just looks like an absolute circus when they come in especially this time during a pandemic uh this it's like it it's even worse when they're not even supposed to be out <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got like five kids crowded around the um you know the takeaway area and just completely destroying any chance of social distancing yeah. <laughs> that you could possibly have and touching everything yeah hopefully parenthood is a little ways off for me in time being i always say like i i'll properly when i'm comfortable in life you know when i'm not worried about when, when I'm kind of more career-based and I'm not worried about money constantly and, you know, that kind of thing. And I always say, like, until then. Yeah. And when everything else in your life is kind of set, like, you got your job and your money and your place, and then naturally you're just like, oh, it's time for a family. I feel like that's the, that's where you would probably end up having children. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, naturally. Like, when that kind of thought process comes around organically, then I think, yeah. That's when I'll start laying out those cards. But until then, I'll keep having panic attacks when I think about it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun topic to kind of delve into too, though, because I feel like I've formulated a lot of, um, you know, very private opinions about it. It's uh, it's nice to kind of bounce the same thing off of somebody. And <laughs> It'd be interesting to bounce it off a parent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, oh God, actually, this might be a great little conversation to have with my parents when I go and have dinner around there again and be like, so how did you feel when you had me? Did you feel like you were God's gift because you had a child? Or <laughs> I like to think my parents are more humble than that, but who knows? I've been surprised in the past. <laughs> Good, interesting topic, that. I just need to get, I, I'm pretty sure I'm missing something else that I want to talk about with, hold on, I don't have my notes. One second. While Wendell's away and he can't hear this, I would like to uh, thank our sponsors, which is um, Box Full of Nothing and Glass Full of Emptiness. Um, been longtime supporters of ours um, on this uh, podcast. And yeah, buy yours today for nothing. Nowhere. I heard all of that. I thought you did. I just remembered you had, as soon as I said it, I remembered you had AirPods in. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I can still hear you. But I, don't want, I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt your little sponsor moment. <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh, okay. One more point on parenting that I forgot to um, 
mention. Um, whilst I'm obviously very anti-parent at the moment and anti-family, <laughs> I, 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 am, I am very pro-breastfeeding in public. Pro, oh, yeah, 100%. I'm very pro that as well. It's a natural thing to do. Yeah, I think it just ties into the over-sexualization over of women's breasts. Like, they are first and foremost, you know, used to feed babies over anything sexual, I guess. I think when you start eliminating, like, the biological use of a body part because it offends your sensibilities or something like that you know you need to kind of check your opinion on that like that's you know i've i've always i've i've had bosses that would openly breastfeed i've been i've worked in obviously worked in cafes like since i was 15 and i've been around a lot of that kind of thing and you know it's never been something that offends me it's never been something i sexualize either like i feel like that's a it's a very specific mindset to have around that kind of thing and probably it's like if you're getting turned on by a baby f- having lunch, then I think look at yourself. <laughs> I think the problem yeah, is with I, you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I yeah, don't even know what to say about that because I know that kind of thing can be a fetish for for people as well. Um, not necessarily having the baby involved, but you know, like lactation, that kind of thing. Like, I know that can be a uh, a kink for people, but no. No, I've, it's always been something that I've just, I, it's always been something that, you know, again, it's one of those things where I almost feel like my opinion shouldn't be that relevant about it. It's something that's natural, needs to be done, and it's up to the discretion of the parent who does it. Like, it's, you know, it shouldn't have anything to do with what it, what how I feel about it, like how you want to nourish your child yeah. <laughs> as, natu- as naturally as possible. Oh, actually, okay, someone we used to work with, um, I don't know how to be bored enough that you would know. Who this person is without saying i can bleep it out anything <laughs> can you actually bleep it out because i'll yeah yeah I'll bleep it out. <laughs> just you know to protect their privacy yeah um right but, who is it i mean say the name uh <laughs> okay yeah all right <laughs> he he had a massive problem with it we were working together and he would be he would you know there was he would ask me to go serve tables where women were breastfeeding and I was like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, I, I literally would say, wow. like, why, does that, why does that offend you? He'd be like, oh, man, I don't know. He would come up, like, hand on his face and go, like, I go, oh, man, it's just so, it's just so fucked. Like, I just, I just, I don't feel comfortable around it. I just, like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is, yeah. like, you know, you go up and you be respectful. You look that person in the eye and you mm. take their order like anybody else. And yeah. you just treat it like, a, like the normal natural situation that it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's weird. Yeah, God, you remember that? I'm I'm all about like not forcing people to work in uncomfortable situations, but that's not a situation where you should be uncomfortable. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like people who who um, rationalize that they don't want to serve people of a certain race because it makes them uncomfortable. That's yeah. obviously not okay. <laughs> Obvious, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I've I haven't actually ever run into somebody that said that before. Have you? 
No, I've never been, I don't know, maybe I'm just blessed and privileged that I'm kind of surrounded by people who are like-minded and who do have similar opinions on the matter, but no, I've never ran into anyone who's been uncomfortable by the sight or thought or concept of breastfeeding. I can't think, like, I think that's the one, actually, I think that uh, that person that I mentioned before might be the one situation where I have been properly exposed to somebody that is truly uncomfortable with the situation. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just the mindset thing, isn't it? You just need to realize that it's not about you. It's not about what you think about it. It's about somebody that needs to nourish their child then and there and has the mean, biological means to do so. So, so yeah, no, in total agreement on that one then. Yay, high five. Virtual high five. Yeah. Virtual high five. It's a very Corona high five right there. Open <laughs> <Joke laughs> safe. We are, mm. hey, Daniel Andrews, we're definitely more than 1.5 meters apart. Thank you. <laughs> FaceTime in podcast. I missed the speaker in the middle of the microphone in the middle of us. And oh, <laughs> my cat's about to go running across my keys. But yeah, no, good, good chat about that. It, like I said, it's good to get those opinions out on the table and kind of um, bounce those things off of other people and get an idea for, get an idea for what people think i definitely want to he- hear the opinion of of parents who i'm comfortable to broach the topic with like i don't think i would be as comfortable expressing my opinions against it with a parent just because i feel like i don't know it's a bit harder to to say that to someone when they are a parent <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, 100%. Like, I think if you were to go out to somebody and try, like, who is a parent and bring up any of these topics and issues, I feel like they would be pretty much on the opposite fence to us. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I can't imagine going out to a parent and being like, you don't need that pram spot. <laughs> be like, there's probably someone else that needs it a lot more than you. And like, imagine trying to have yeah. that conversation. And, yeah, and I'm just like, I'm essentially just making them feel bad about it. Like, what is, <laughs> I don't know why, why I would say that to someone. <laughs> it's like, I can't imagine myself ever going up and attacking somebody on the street about <laughs> really anything, it would, unless it was truly out of line, but. Yeah. It would have to be a very open-minded, close friend who just happens to be a parent. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like I said, I'm, like I said, I'm totally going to bring this up with my parents next time. I sit down and have dinner with them and go, you know, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal? Why did you have me? <laughs> <laughs> and how special did you feel when you had me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's time for dinner yeah. and I'm starving. <laughs> me too. Thanks for joining uh, me. Thanks for having having you on the, what? the podcast i don't know it's, uh, thank you for having me on the podcast <laughs> it's good fun i'll um i'll be back anytime you'll have me yay any shout outs you want to make before we end this finish up um sh- shout outs no um no <laughs> nothing <laughs> i can't think of anything to say i have nothing nothing at all I don't have the rights to that song. I bleep, all bleeped out. <laughs> Just one long bleep from that point onwards. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, bye, Ollie. I'll see you in a couple days. <laughs> bye, Wendell. Thank you. Bye. Oh, wait. I forgot bye. to sign out. And um, wait, I, we sign out yeah. with the um, 
How do I do it again? It's been so long since I released the podcast. Oh, we <laughs> talked about parenting. Um, talked about lots of important things. But at the end of the day, I just really don't care. Bye. Bye.